I'm excited because we're moving into a four-part series um, on finances. So everybody take a deep breath. <sighs> okay, so finances. And what, what I love in, in a, for the last few weeks is we've just been getting ready for this next series called Making Change. Investing in tomorrow starts by making change today. And really what continues to resonate in my heart is what Pastor talked about a few weeks ago. You remember at the anniversary service, there was a word that he said he really felt like, this is the word for our church over the next 12 months. And that word was multiplication. And as, as we continue to dive into our finances and as we dive into this message series, one of the things that I really want you to focus on and just keep resonating in your heart is that this is a season of multiplication. Everybody say multiplication. Regardless of what, where you're at, God can multiply what is inside of you to create the greatest impact. And, and so today we're going to begin a four-part series on finance, making change. And today's title message is going to be Less is More. So there's a four-part series, Less is More, Stress is Bad, Giving is Good, and Tomorrow Matters. Because it's our responsibility as a church really to help you build a biblical perspective on finances. And in a society where billboards and Instagram and social media, literally everywhere you turn, what does it say? More is better. Whether you know it or not, debt is good. I don't know about you guys. Did y'all ever go to college? And when you went to college, they said, hey, come over here and fill out this credit card and you'll get a T-shirt. Did y'all fall for that? I got the T-shirt and the debt. But it, and it's crazy because we'll go into debt the first part of our lives. We spend the second half of our lives climbing out of it. And in a society where it says more is better, debt is good, just finance it. Climb to the top of that mountain and regardless the cost, win whatever it takes. The more stuff you have, the more successful you are. And have you, have you ever heard this? When one is good, two are. When one is good, yeah, and when one dollar is good, two are. One car is good, to, right? So you got a three, four, five car garage. Uh, when one house is good, two houses are. You got to have a ski house, a lake house, a beach house. And how about even when it comes to ice cream, when one flavor is good, two is better, like the swirl's better, right, two? Uh, and, and how about this, when one kid is better, Oh, you, you don't want to say, you don't, three is better uh, in my case. And hey guys, and when one, when one wife is better, don't you say it, don't say it, don't say it. No, no, no. Hey, but in this society, you have to know this, there's a better way. More is not always better. It's that what we have would be valuable and we wouldn't chase after things. You know, I have to tell you as a young businessman, as I was Moving into the business world, you're chasing things. And, and I heard Bob Goff say something that it talked about, don't, don't, uh, don't be afraid of failing at what matters. Be afraid of succeeding at what doesn't. And in this society, when we're focusing as a church on less is more, do you know that if, if I were to say finances, and I were to say your finances, your money, the question is this, do your finances bring you fear or do they bring you freedom? It's staggering to note that over 50% of Americans, 50% have less than one month's income saved 
for a rainy day. Arguments about money are the leading predictor of a divorce. Isn't it crazy? But, the, but, the, but society says what? More, climb to the top. If I have that nice car, people will think I'm what? Successful. I've made it. I've arrived. And uh, large amounts of debt actually have a severe psychological effect on a household's well-being. That when a family is covered in debt, it actually affects your kids and your grandkids. And that substantial debt actually increases your stress level at work. You know why? Because if you are fired, not only is it a big deal that you're fired, but it literally could be catastrophic in your finances. And my challenge to you over the next four weeks is that you would really listen to what, what we're going to share as far as there's a better way, that, that you would open your hearts that this could be a catalyst of change um, because making change today will affect your future. Because here's what I believe is we're being moved into a season of multiplication. Whenever you've got things that are holding you back, multiplication doesn't really work in your life, does it? So today's message is going to be less is more, a paradigm shift focusing on what really matters. The theme verse today is Ecclesiastes 4.6. It says, better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Everybody say that with me. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. It's interesting, I got a text this last week from a friend. Do you, you guys know the One Child Matters? Uh, the, what a great group, a great organization. Whenever we, I was even thinking about less is more, we have to define what really matters. And I got a text because even this last week, Stephen texted me and just said he, he, he is literally at the last stages of his life. So someone who joined us, living his life on purpose, making a difference, but has a brain cancer. And he texted me this week and he said, hey, I went to the doctor today and the report wasn't better, it was worse and what it really stirred up on the inside of me is when we're thinking about less is more, it really goes back to defining what really matters. There was a survey that was done, and even if you can think about this, if you had literally three months to live, let me ask you this, what would be the most important thing to you? Think about that. What would be the thing that you would say, that is the most important thing to me? And there was a recent survey done on social media that it was interesting. It's not money in the bank. It wasn't shoes. It wasn't the latest iPhone. It wasn't a new car or the make or model of the car or a leather sofa, countertops. It wasn't Instagram followers. It wasn't even reaching the next level of Pokemon Go. But what really mattered was a relationship with God. It was family. It was having deep and intimate friendships. It was about living each day on purpose, knowing that you were making a difference. And what I want to challenge us today is that we would learn to live with less is more. Everybody say less is more. Life doesn't consist of the abundance of stuff. So there's three points that I want to walk through in this today's message about less is more. Is number one is cut back. Everybody say cut back. So there's something called the illusion of perfection. Anybody ever scroll through your Facebook or your Instagram, uh, go through any of your social media? The illusion of perfection is really where, how many bad shots have you seen where you, you're looking at it and you realize, oh my gosh, they're broke. 
oh my gosh, they're in debt. Oh my gosh, that their life is falling apart. Those pictures are never posted. It's an illusion of perfection. And what's interesting is 30% of Americans have less than $1,000 in the bank at any one time. 56% of Americans have a net worth less than $25,000. Listen to this. 40% of Americans spend 110% of their income this year alone. Are we seeing a problem of less is not more in society's eyes? Literally 65% of people live paycheck to paycheck. And here's what's absolutely staggering about that. 20% of that 65% of Americans make over $100,000 a year. Fifty percent of Americans didn't even save a dollar last year. I wonder if there's an epidemic where people think more is truly more. You know, Pastor, I'll never forget this. We one of the things that we talked about several, probably ten or fifteen years ago, even as as we were building and doing things in business, was creating what's called a line of contentment. And a line of contentment is not. Uh, it's really recognizing that regardless the success that I'm going to choose to live at a line of contentment because it's not about the stuff I have, but that we would be distribution centers for God. And when we're learning to live with less is more, number one, we've got to cut back. We've got to go in and, and begin to create a line of contentment and recognize I'm not going to go into debt for things that will ultimately choke out the life and purpose in my life. Philippians 4.4 4 says, For I have learned to be content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed or uneasy regardless of my circumstances that we would learn in cutting back that we would find a line of contentment. You know, there's a big difference between satisfied versus content. Some of you may say, well, I, I, what, what is the difference? But I would challenge you as we cut back, it doesn't mean that we become loose and lethargic and, and step back from life's purpose, that we don't want to be satisfied with just running life as usual. We want to challenge ourselves. We want to get better. We want to push. We want to be the best that God has created us to be. But in the same token, we want to be content, and we're not chasing stuff. So as we cut back, it's really understanding that it's okay to not be satisfied, but to learn to be content. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.1 that there is a season for everything. You know, it's interesting because as a young man, have you ever said, hey, I'm going to be a millionaire? Anybody ever said that? Or I'm going to own that house or I'm going to have that car. And then one day you end up arriving to the place you thought would bring fulfillment. And in a season of multiplication, my challenge to us as a church is that oftentimes we chase the stuff because the stuff is what we think fulfills our heart. If I had the right clothes, if I had the right house, if I drove that car, if I could just get this amount of money in the bank, it would bring a fulfillment, and there's only a fulfillment that comes from God and not from stuff. Less stuff, more friends. Less stuff, more time with family. Less stuff, more experiences. Less stuff, more ministry. So the first step is cut back. Everybody say cut back. Second thing is clear out. Say clear out with me. Uh, any, any ladies in here been pregnant? I asked Blake back there earlier if he'd been pregnant. He said twice this year. 
<laughs> didn't. That's not what I'm talking about. Hey, but it, it's so funny. Steph and I are expecting our third. And have you moms ever had that season of just nesting where it's like, I, I kind of like it when she's pregnant because everything, all of my stuff gets thrown out too. But literally, it's, it's a time of just clearing out. So going back through the things uh, that we haven't touched, seen, worn, or, or moved in our life and over the last year, how refreshing would it be just to clear that stuff out? And, and I think sometimes in our lives, we hold on to things because I don't know about you, but when you didn't have much growing up, everything seems important. When you didn't have much growing up, you think, hey, I got to hold on to that because one day I'll I'll need it. I'll use it. And what I want to challenge us is not only do we need to cut back, but there are areas in our life where we've got to clear out. The best thing that ever happened to me was literally two months ago, I had my iPhone. Y'all know those phones are super expensive, right? And so my iPhone broke and my screen was all busted and I hate all that. And it just wouldn't work right. So I sent out for a replacement. I got it back. And when I got it back, one of the neatest things happened. You know, every app, everybody know when you download the app, what does it want to do? Everybody wants to give you a push notification. Yeah? So, I mean, like, Facebook wants to give you a notification, and then I've got Waze, which is a direction, wants to give you a notification. I don't need you to notify me. I'll pull you up when I'm driving, right? Even my contacts want to notify me. And it's an interesting thing that happened in the last two months is I said, no, no, no. Nothing's going to notify me, and, and it's the most peace I've had in a long time. I am telling you, clearing out has brought me so much peace. When you look at your phone and there's nothing that says one, two, three, Stephanie says like 185,000 emails to be read and 22 missed calls and 14 voice messages, that wears me out. I think it's a badge of honor for her. And I have to tell you that as we're learning to live with less is more, We've got to learn to define and cut back, but I also think we have to clear out. And I wonder what in our lives has held us back because we've held on to it. And I love this principle that as you're clearing out, I wonder if as you get one, could we just give one? As you get new clothes, I wonder if there aren't clothes you could go through to bless someone else with. See, the, 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 the challenge with finances the world's way, it says that we're to be a dam and a bottleneck, and I'm going to hold on to mine and my four and no more, and we're going to do everything we can because one day we're going to ret retire. You're not designed to retire. The world's way says to hold, hoard, and never let go. But the kingdom of God is that we would be a distribution center. And that what God funnels to us doesn't control us but flows through us. And not that stuff would control us but that we would be stewards. That money you have in your bank is not your money. Those things in your life are not your things. Those are things that God has entrusted you. You know, I love that thing that we would hold loosely the things of this world so that we can make a greater impact. Good stuff? Hey, and, and just one more thing on clearing out. It's interesting. Have you guys ever tried to watch a movie like on Netflix or something or Hulu or whatever, you, you know, whatever you're, you're, even when you go to Redbox, isn't it crazy? Like when they have a thousand movies and they've got 42 dramas and they've got 23, you know, suspense, like you can't hardly make a decision. But literally, if Steph and I go to the movies, and here's the option, action, romance. Easy, right? Whatever she wants. 
But all I got to choose is two. And I wonder if clearing out wouldn't declutter our lives so that we don't have so many options. How about this? You guys ever eat at Cheesecake Factory? I like Cheesecake Factory. Do y'all know that? Yeah, you do too, Bob. Hey, but do you know that Cheesecake Factory has over 250 options? Okay, so y'all don't lie. I go to Cheesecake Factory, I eat one thing, chicken Madeira, right? And that uh, one thing, I never get anything else. There's too many options. And what if I get that and I don't like it and I could have got this and I really like this? And I wonder if in our lives, if we would just clear out the stuff, clear out the junk, clear out the things and take away some of the options so that we could focus on letting God speak to our hearts and soul. I think when we clear out, life becomes simpler. Get one, give one. I love that philosophy. Life doesn't consist of the abundance of stuff. And stuff doesn't own me, but I'm a steward of what God has entrusted to me. And I tell you this, that it's our stewardship that tells God whether he can trust us with more. And as a church, we're going to be faithful. So look, we've talked about cut back. We've talked about clear out. And the last one is this, pay off. Everybody say pay off. You know, the Bible talks about that the borrower is a servant to the lender. And here's what's interesting. Do you know that 40% of Americans will spend 110% of their income? We've already talked about that statistic, but it's just staggering that, that society would say you've got to have more, that we've got to push for more. And, and what we're really doing is focusing on less is more because we don't want to be a statistic that says 40% of us spend more than we make. The average credit card debt per household is over $8,500. 32 million Americans this year face the possibility of foreclosure. Not only foreclosure, but bankruptcy. Isn't that crazy? And I believe that God is calling us as a church that we would stand up and say, we're going to live with less is more because what we have is more valuable than the stuff we think we need. You know, no one ever said that debt helps me feel at peace. No one ever said that monthly credit card payments calm my soul or owing people make and bring joy in my life. And what, one of the things when we're paying off debt <clears throat> is that there would be a, we, we would define reality. So I think in paying off debt, we've got to know currently where we're at. So for those of you, as we're going through this money series, I really want to challenge you that if you don't know where you're currently at or you don't have a monthly budget, I want to challenge you to define reality this week. Go home. Let it be an assignment where you begin to look at, okay, how much am I spending? How much am I bringing in? Do I have a clear budget? The next thing is this. You, you develop a divine strategy. In paying off debt, that you would have a divine strategy. And one of the things that I love to do, just a real simple strategy would be take the lowest credit card or the lowest debt that you have, attack it. Once it's paid, take that payment plus another that you've already been applying and apply it to the third. Once that's paid, you add the what you originally paid plus what you paid off plus a third, and you start attacking that debt. But in living with less is more, we've got to cut back, we've got to clear out, and the last thing is this, we have to pay off debt. We have to. 
you know, whenever, it's so interesting is having these two little boys, I have a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and a, th- uh, and, a, and a girl on the way, which is going to be great. So if y'all have any suggestions for names, you got to tell me. Just text Stephanie, let us know. So uh, she'll compile them all for us. But you know what's so interesting is when I walk out the door, I tell Ethan, I don't have to go to work. I don't got to go to work. Have you ever heard somebody say, hey, I'm, I got to go to work to pay the... <laughs> I got to go to work to pay the, yeah, and you know, one of the things that I continue, it's so interesting that I, I tell Ethan when I leave, hey, Bubba, I don't got to go. I get to go. Isn't there a freedom in life whenever you're able to say, hey, we don't got to, we get to, and I want to challenge us as a church that is, we, we don't want to be a slave to debt and to have a divine strategy to pay off that debt so that we don't live in the got to, but we live in the get to, because God designed you to do more than to pay bills. He designed you to do more than just go to work. And I wonder how many people are here today, if you didn't have debt, you would do life a little different. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Better is one handful and children that love you than two handfuls, than chasing after the wind and, and, and toiling in vain. And better is one handful and intimate friends. Better is one handful and vacation memories. And better is one handful and a good marriage and the ability to make a difference. You know, so I really want to challenge you. So less is more. So what are the three points? Cut back, clear out, and pay off. Say it with me one more time. Cut back, clear out, and pay off. You know, one of the, the last things, that even this week, so we're, and we're, we're coming to a close, but one of the things that I, I just was thinking about when we talked about multiplication, you know, in this series of less is more, what's really been resonating in my heart is this. We have to learn to live with a line of contentment because of what God's doing in our hearts and in this great church this year. And it's really about multiplication. So it's not that we don't have stuff. It's that what our stuff doesn't have us. And it's what we have is more valuable. You know, so many times I think that we chase after a bunch of things, not recognizing that the things are not, that's not what's valuable. Hey, Robert, bring, bring that up for me. You know, I have a Ethan right here, my little five-year-old. It's so funny. I, when we're talking about less is more, whenever I'm sitting with Ethan, that's my son. Let me get past his scream, and then we'll pick her right back up. He's saying, go, Daddy, go. I can still hear him out there. Um. But, you know, even whenever this message, I told Pastor this week, I said, I I really feel like we're supposed to talk about less is more. Not because we're supposed to be minimalist. It's okay that we have good stuff. It's okay that we have nice things. But I think where we've gone wrong is it's in the pursuit of stuff at all costs. Because that stuff is what makes me feel validated. It's what makes me feel good enough. And I'm here to tell you this morning that you were created by God and your value has already been defined not by what you have, but who you are. 
And it's not the pursuit of stuff that brings fulfillment, but it's a life fulfilled in God's purpose. And the trap that the world wants you to believe is that I've got to go to work to pay the... Well, no, see, here's the problem with that is that the world sucked us into a paradigm. We weren't even given a fair shake at that. Like, all my parents did was work to pay the bills, right? Anybody else? All we did was just have barely enough. And I'm here to tell you that we don't have to live with barely enough, but we've got to recognize it's been a trap of the enemy that we would have more and spend more and do more for more sake. And that's not the fulfillment. The fulfillment is, God, you've made me with a purpose. And if I live in debt, and if I live with everything attracted and running and chasing after that stuff, then I'm not fulfilling the divine destiny and the calling on each one of your lives. And I'm not going to be choked out by the stuff. You know, it's interesting. When I was thinking about multiplication, uh, those of you who have kids, so if I had 50 coins, everybody can see this, a ton of jar coins. So it's interesting. If I were to say, hey, Ethan, hey, Bubba, I want to give you the, a choice between these two. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to have 50 coins. Or I'm going to give you the opportunity to have two $50 bills. What would a child say? Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, I could spend hours, I'll pour it out and I'll say, but Bubba, let's count this. This is worth more. And guess what he'll tell me? He doesn't care because he's a child. Isn't that right, Ethan? You want this. And what's interesting is this, is I feel like the world in many regards is like a child that says, I want more cars and more stuff and more clothes and more phones and the newest and the latest and the greatest. And God is saying, it's not the stuff you have, but there's a better way where you have less stuff worth more. And that the stuff doesn't have you, but you recognize it's a tool to make an impact in the world. And just as a child wants this, what I'm challenging us as a church is to say, God, we're going to mature in our faith and recognize money doesn't control me. But I have to recognize that I've made decisions that have put me in a place that money has become a bondage. That it's created fear, it's created anxiety. And here's what, what I truly believe, that God forgives decisions that have been made. And there's a redemption that comes, a divine redemption. You know, it's interesting. I was even thinking about the multiplication. I would, it, it, it's not necessarily that there's 50 coins or that it's $50 bills. They're both 50s, right? 50 coins, $50 bills. But here's what's interesting is this. It's not necessarily the multiplication. It's what's being multiplied. God, I want to be more valuable. God, I want to be set free from debt. God, I want to be set free from the desires of chasing after stuff because I know in doing that, you make me more valuable. And if you multiply this, you get a greater return than if you multiply this. When less is more, I just believe God's going to change this city, continue to do a great work in this church. And I just want to, as we close today, just, uh, you know, there, there are those of you today who may say, hey, I made some bad choices. I bought that t-shirt, right? 
I got it, and it took me 10 years to get out of that credit card debt. That's <laughs> crazy. I got a t-shirt and spent 10 years getting out of it. I don't know about y'all, but here's what I know. There are those of you here today who say, how can God forgive me? He can forgive poor decisions, and today can be a defining moment where we choose to live with less is more. He can bring restoration. He can give you a divine strategy to get out of debt. And where there seemed to be lack, he will provide a way out. I love this. Years ago when Steph and I, just a quick note, but when we were buying and selling investment properties, we had partnered with somebody and went into a ton of debt. I mean, a ton of debt. Several hundred thousand dollars at the age of 20. It's crazy, right? And at that time, I was making $250 a week. My wife was making you know, just a normal salary at a, at a property management company. And in the natural, we didn't have enough to pay back the hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And I'll never forget this. Someone told me, he said, when you look in your hands, it's not enough. When it's not enough, that's not your harvest. That's your seed. And I want to challenge you. Some of you are looking at it and you've got more month than you've got dollar. And you say, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to challenge you. When you look in your hands and it's not enough, it's not your harvest. Baby, you're on your way out. There is a divine strategy. Why? Because God's called you here to make a difference. And what is being multiplied matters. And in this season where God gives you a strategy to, 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 to cut back and to clear out and to pay off, that He's turning you into something that's even more valuable to make an impact that lasts for eternity.